What is up, everyone? It is your host, once again, Aaron Karanis with the main man, Crazy Jersey. How are you doing, bro? Doing well, buddy. How are you doing? Doing good. Just pretty much enjoying my day, getting my schoolwork done, there you go. chilling. Great. And shout out to my little sister. There you go. From Rap Rapper University, making second team all conference, killing it. Well Alexis, done, Alex. Well done, Alexis Karanis. Congrats. Hopefully, they got a game well tonight. Done. Well they, got a ga- they got a game tonight, so oh, nice. against Campbell, so they better, you know, step it up but catch that dub. yeah catch the dub because i want them to play well and i want them to go to the final i want to go to my state tournament again oh yeah <laughs> yeah i just want to go to the freaking travel and be like yo they, won last year, didn't they? they, they made it last yeah they won last year yeah but not talk about soccer college soccer women's soccer we're talking about <laughs> matches and we're talking about crazy upsets this weekend yes sir all right let's just get into it so first we're starting with the premier league with the biggest upset i think that could have happened no one was expecting it but Leeds versus Manchester City. Leeds beating City 2 1. Wow. Not gonna lie, I was completely shocked about this game. I was not expecting this stop now how this would turn out and all that. So yeah, big boy Dallas yeah, scoring Stewart two Dallas, Stewart yeah. Dallas scoring a brace. I was like, oh my god. Right. And not gonna lie, no both goals were actually really nice. Yeah, the so. first one kissed off the inside of the post, the second one in the 90th minute. And don't forget, you know, the whole second half. Uh, leads play with the man down so, exactly so with you know 10 men leads 10 man leads um <laughs> ten, <laughs> 10 10 men leads. yeah exactly whatever <laughs> they were able to come back and uh and actually catch this dub you know they went up they went up first and then mm-hmm. ferran torres ended up scoring the equalizer in the second half and then i think the 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 issue with the with the last goal was that fernandinho was kind of just just ball watching he didn't trail uh he wasn't tracking back for Stuart dallas you know he and then uh, Alioski played a nice little two ball between Stones and uh, and 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 Fernandinho, and then you know he's one on one with Ederson, Megzum when he finishes as well. Big 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 win for Leeds, you know. Mm-hmm. Who are I'm not gonna get relegated this year, you know. They're like in tenth, ninth place around there, so big win for them. Yeah, I was you know Man City Gay couldn't finish anything. Oh yeah, like they couldn't one missed a couple. Bernardo Silva missed a couple. Sterling missed Sterling. a few. Man, man, we Brahim Sterling he's just not. He can't finish. Yeah, he's uh, he's just not a finisher. There was one chance he had that he could have easily played Bernardo Silva, like right by like the, the six yard box, you know, mm-hmm. towards the you know right where the PK spot is, and he went for a goal and he missed. And I was like, you know, you just go ahead and, and play Bernardo Silva right there. That's an easy tapping for him. But exactly, you I'll... know, some players, the players that that played in this game are are, are mostly uh, you know selfish players. <laughs> that is true. So, um, but yeah, you know, I don't think it's really going to affect Man City. Uh, they did play a lot of uh, a lot of subs this game, just because you know they're going into into the the midweek against Dortmund for the Champions League. So they gave some players a rest. Some of them came on in the second half, but you know it just whenever it does. Sometimes the ball just doesn't want to go in, and I think that's what happened for Man City today. But good for uh, Leeds and my boy Bielsa to to get this massive win. No, I'm not gonna lie, I love seeing it. So. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I was I love seeing it as well. I love seeing a good upset. I think everyone loves seeing a good upset when the underdog completely yeah. you know blows the um, the per the team that's expected to win out of the water, right. they were really out of the water, but it was just like oh, good yeah. to see. It was just a good upset, you know. I love a good underdog story, um, and yeah, you know, Leeds able to pull it off. So good for the good. for them boys, for the boys, for the boys at Leeds. But we move forward. So on to my opinion, what was one of the entertaining yeah. games of the weekend, yeah. which was West Ham versus Leicester, and big boy Jesse freaking Lingardino, <laughs> freaking oh my lord, this man is. This man better win player of the month yeah. this month because I'm like, yo, this dude is on fire. Jesse Lingard's on fire. Yeah. Your defense is terrifying. <laughs> Big boy Jesse Lingard Super scoring good. a brace 
and contributing to the third goal. And yeah, big boy Kalichi and Nacho also scoring too. So my two yeah. of my boys freaking scoring in this game. You I guys can't it. see it right now, but Aaron's super sized. I've <laughs> loved it. I loved it so much. I was, uh, I saw the highlights. I was like, my God, Jesse Lingard with the tapping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the, now knock on my West Ham, they played very well. Like, oh, yeah. we've been saying this this entire season. West Ham is very one half heavy, yeah. and then they sleep in the second. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, first half, West Ham <laughs> absolutely destroyed Leicester. Right. Like, Leicester had, like, no shots. Right. And then the second half, they scored the first goal. And then they allow two in the, like the literally the last you know fifteen minutes. So it was just like very on and off for me. Yeah, it's pretty wild, you know. Um, Jesse Lingard's first goal was really nice. You know, hit it with the inside of his foot. It looked like it was going. It looked a lot closer to Schmeichel than what it actually was. Mm-hmm. But he had some good bet on it, and it like literally just sneaked into the near post. Um, you know, and it went like it went around the defender and, and snuck in there. So it was a really good finish. The second one, the ball that Diop gave uh, uh, Ballon, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then Schmeichel's caught in no man's land. He wasn't sure if he should come out or not. And then uh, uh, Bowen just goes ahead and, and plays a, a square ball for Lingard. So literally, there was no keeper in the net, so I'm glad he made that one. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, yeah, the third goal was a lovely play. You know, it was Lingard, I believe it was Suchek, and, mm-hmm. and then Bowen put that one away. And then West, uh, not Lester, sorry, West Ham could have gone up 4-0, and then Diop's yeah. header got called yeah, off. Yeah, that was like off. barely offside. Oh, it was, yeah, like, it, was like, it was like half of a foot off. I was like, my God. Yeah. I was like, Jesse Lingard could have gotten... Two goals and an assist. Oh, right. Oh it was uh, it was crazy, though, you know. Um, but, you know, then uh, Ian Nacho scores a lovely finish. That literally was out of nothing. Um, I think it was Musiaka lost the ball. Mm-hmm. It got, uh, like, poked away. I forget who the player was, but he literally touches, turns. Uh, it's good. It goes by Fabianski. And then, uh, you know, Leicester were knocking on the door, but couldn't get another one in. And then in the 90th minute, Ian Nacho scores a, his brace. Yeah, so. his brace. Yeah, there could have been a PK call for on um, Pereira, Ricardo Pereira, yeah. when Fabianski took him out. Yeah. And the last, literally, it was like the 92nd minute. Yeah. Right after Lesnar scored, they could have, you know, that could have been a PK, but I knew it wasn't PK. Yeah, it definitely got all ball. Yeah, it was yeah. all ball. It could, you know, ref's decisions, you never right. know, with VAR and all that stuff. <laughs> so maybe it could have been. But yeah, it was just, you know, West Ham, I don't know. They're just... They're such a one-half team. It's literally insane. Right. We've literally seen this with Arsenal. We've seen this with Wolves. last week against Wolves. We saw it this week against Leicester. It's just like one half. They absolutely dominate the opponents. And then next thing you know, something goes on. Like They make a mistake and they right. just allow goals after goals. And it's just like... You know that obviously can't be happening. Right. If, you know what later on in the season, and especially if we want to contend for the top four, you know we have to be play a full ninety. It's not you know one forty five and then you know you slack off for the last forty five. Yeah, you gotta play exactly. a full forty five minutes. Gotta play a full ninety minutes in order to you know if you want to be in the uh, in the top you know not even just four top five teams you know get a place in Europe whether it's Champions League or Europa, Europa League you know you have to play a full ninety minutes and and be able to to bust your butt you know and, and make sure you come out with the win. And West Ham, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they'll figure it out. But as of right now, they're they love playing well in the first, and they, they forget about the game in the second half. They, they love playing. Jesse Lingard loves the first half. Yeah, he loves the first half. He, yeah, this you know this actually is in the seven games he's played. He started in. This is his ninth. He scored nine goals. Yeah, nine goals and three assists. This man is on fire. Oh yeah, he's killing it right now. He's absolutely terrifying defenses. Yeah, and a lot of times, even the goals that he's, you know, even though if they're not his assist, he's he's contributing to the play. Exactly. You know, it's like the pre-assist is what he always t- typically gets when it's not an assist or a goal. 
Um, but yeah, after this win, you know, Leicester's still in third, but West Ham is one point right behind them. So it's Leicester has 56 points and West Ham has 55. So, you know, they might, they might uh, you know, go ahead of Leicester, you know, depending on the, the next couple matches, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Um, West Ham plays pretty well. <laughs> yeah, he's got to figure it out. You know, you the just second gotta half, they've got to figure it out for yeah, the second half. Yeah, they've got to play a full 90, and I think they'll be a solid team. Yeah. And I think they're going to be a threat. But, hey, and sadly, Lingard's going to be gone the end of the season. But, right. you know, if West Ham can scoop him back up for, you know, right. a chance for fee, you never know. Right. And but, this is a good sign for Man, U- Man United as well, you know, because it was a player who hadn't played, had hardly played, you know, in the, in the first half of the season, he goes away, gets minutes, and he's scoring goals. So, you know, he might be, uh, if, if Man U decide to keep him next season, he's, you know, I would. He's a great contributor to the team, um, at least to West Ham. So, you know, they can they can certainly use him next season going up, you know. They're not going to win the, 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 the Prem this year, in my opinion, but they'll, they'll, he'll definitely be an important piece for the next year. So Yeah, I agree on that. Speaking of United, they actually played Tottenham this weekend. It was supposed to be the match of the weekend. Right. But yeah, not gonna lie, it was very Tottenham. It was um three one United, and yeah, not gonna lie, it was very. How do I say it? Tottenham definitely should have scored a lot more in this game. Yeah, they had a lot more chances. They were the better team in United. They just got you know they just capitalized on their chances. You know, Fred scoring one, the first one which was like you know off a rebound. Who really made a good save, yeah. and then Fred just comes back, types it in. And Singavani's second goal was header was lovely. Lovely. What a what a header. What yeah. a balling by Bruno Fernandez. Oh, it was a Greenwood. It was Greenwood. Bruno Fernandez yeah, laid he, it off. He, he megged him. Yeah, he mm-hmm. megged the defender and then going to Greenwood one time from cross to Cavani. Diving header was a lovely finish. Yeah, it was lovely. And then the last one, who really should have saved that one from Greenwood? <laughs> Not gonna lie. Oh yeah, yeah, I just think it was you know, Greenwood was really, really close to him. I think Yoris, yeah, I agree, he could have done better, but from that range, you know, Greenwood should definitely put that away, and it's tougher for Yoris to, to save that. I agree on that, um, but not going to lie, Tottenham had chances. They had the post, Gareth Bale, um, he, no, it was, it was one of the main United players. Uh, Cavani headed Cavani it off the post, yeah. Headed it off the post, but. It was funny, Pogba headed it back, and then Cavani headed it off the post, but if, if Cavani wasn't there, uh, I think I think it was, I don't know if Sissoko. it was Sissoko. Oh, yeah, it was Sissoko. Sissoko definitely would have had an easy header. I think... Honestly, I think Man U was the better team in this game. Um, I think they played well. I think uh, Paul Pogba, played, you know, was great this game. I think he was a very important piece. And, uh, is, you know, would, when you got a player like Pogba who's on his game and is in form, as he was in this game, you know, it, he is a difference maker. Bruno Fernandes wasn't, you know, wasn't um, as involved this game. But when you have a player like, like Paul Pogba that is on, you know, if the other player is off, it looks like it looks like they do well. They do fine. Um I think Man U was very, very unlucky to get that their first goal called back. Um, the 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 Cavani's so Cavani's first goal that mm-hmm. they got called back for a for a yeah. foul from mm-hmm. McTominay. You know, yeah, when he smacked, when him, he smacked, smacked yeah, him in the face. I think that was really soft. Um, obviously, he hit him in the face, but Son tugged his arm, and you know it's a natural it's a natural motion as a player when you're getting your tug to try to you know swatch your arm back to get the, the player to get the player off you. You know. And come on, now, there's got to be it. Con- soccer is a contact sport. There has to be some contact, you know. I think it was very, very soft and unfortunate for Cavani to to get his goal disallowed. And it was a lovely assist from Paul Pogba as well. I believe he megged. Uh, I forget who it was. I think it was might have been Endombele or someone. He megged someone when he passed it to Cavani. Lovely finish by him too. But in my opinion, I think Manu was definitely the better team this game. And uh, you know, when they played this well, you know, whether it's in Europa or 
Premier League looking into next year, I think they're they're definitely one of the the better teams in this league. Yeah, I feel like you're right there. To my my opinion, I think Tottenham was actually the better team. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just think they had more chance. They had clearer chances than United. Um. They seemed to control the game better. Even though yes, um, their midfield isn't as you know stunning as United with Pogba, McTominay, and all that. They still were able to control the game and they were able to create chances. Even though yes, Jose is iffy at times, but I think they did well this game. You know they played well. You know it's just unlucky that Harry Kane and Son they couldn't finish their chances this game. Yeah, and they definitely they had more clear chances than United. But United just were able to capitalize on their chances, in my opinion. I think the chances that Man United had were. They were just better from their team play. Like when you think about it, like the one that Fred had, you know, um, it was a it was lovely combination play from Fred, Bruno, uh, and I think it was uh, I forget who laid it off to uh, to Cavani. He had an easy look on goal. He didn't put it away, but then Fred was there to, to you know to tap it in. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a that was the you know the way that you know, the build up itself was was lovely. I think Man United created that chance. And obviously, you know, Man United is just as, just like Tottenham. You know, they, they've they've struggled, you know, scoring goals. But I feel like in their collective play, it, it looked a lot better. Um, Tottenham's chances were more of like just trying to sneak one into the near post. It wasn't anything that was too clear, in my opinion. And then, you know, obviously they got unlucky with the with the header that came off the post from Cavani. Mm-hmm. But um, I just thought the the chances that they had were just better. Maybe that's why they looked a bit better, in my opinion. Um, they looked to. To put their their chances away, unlike Tottenham, but uh, I feel like the the ones that Man United were like chances that you had to put away that no one would miss, and the ones that Tottenham had were like a bit tougher. They weren't as clear as Man United. Yeah. But you know, I thought that was a good game. I thought it was a good game. Not gonna lie, I thought it was gonna be you know higher scoring. I thought Tottenham definitely could have had more chances this game, yeah. and they should have. Harry Kane should at least had one. Yeah. But hey, you know it's the world of football, so you never know what's gonna happen. Yeah, just uh, just, just a shame that Mourinho couldn't get some points against his former club, yeah. and uh, you know there's Tottenham struggles keep you know they they continue. They uh, I don't know if they're gonna make it to Europe, you know, this year. So well, we'll never know. That's for a later discussion. Though. Yeah, but yeah, that you never know. But those are the matches for the Premier League this week. But we're on we on to the Liga, and we have uh, the biggest. Biggest club matchup, which is the El Clasico, Real Madrid versus Barcelona, and Madrid won two to one. And why not gonna lie, this game, this just proves that Barca needs a striker. Yeah. We need a striker. We yeah. need someone to come in because we had chances. We had more more possession than Madrid. Madrid was just sitting back. They were just absorbing what we had, and they're just. You know, sending Benzema and um, Vinicius. Vinicius on the counter. Yeah. But we had clearly the better chances. We had more chances. We had more shots. We had pretty much everything going for us. We just couldn't finish. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think I think Madrid played this, this, you know, this, this game well. They were smart. And like you said, absorbing the pressure. And, you know, every every break they had, they would either use Valverde, Vinicius, or play it up top to Benzema, hold it up create some space and, you know, find the gaps for either Vinicius or whoever's on the other side. And that's how the, um, how the, uh, you know, how they created most of their chances. The first goal was pretty, was pretty soft in my opinion. You know, Valverde literally just blew by Jordi Alba, which he should have committed a challenge and definitely at least, you know, knock the player down and get the yellow or something. I don't care. But, you know, he was able to get into that open space and the ball comes into Benzema, who had a lovely finish. The back heel was... Yeah, you no. came out of the back here. It was nice, but yeah. you know, you sh- there was so much space for 
them on the right side. It was oh, like, who, yeah. They're like, who's marking them? Yeah, so much space. And again, that falls in Jordi Alba's, you know, that he he's the one at fault, in my opinion, for that one. Um, and then Araujo, I think he was a bit ball-watching as well. Didn't notice Benzema coming in as, as, as clearly as he should have. And that allowed, um, you know, Benzema to create some space between him and Araujo, get the back heel in. Um, and yeah, the second goal was, was pretty soft. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, you know, the, 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 the free kick. The first issue there is Des should not be turning his back. He should have his, he should be facing the ball the whole time because, you know, he can, if he would have been there, he could have probably, if he wouldn't have turned his back, he probably could have opened the leg, came off his leg, you know, he could have, you know, kicked the ball out of bounds. I don't know. And then Jordi Alba's on the, on the line. <laughs> it deflects off Des and then Jordi Alba heads it into his own goal. I was like, oh my gosh. So it was another soft goal in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Madrid scored both goals. At least he scored the first one when I thought Barca played better. Mm-hmm. They had more of the possession. They didn't clear, clear any clear chances, but, you know, they were finding the gaps and being, you know, holding the ball and, and, and playing well, you know. Didn't look like Madrid had was creating anything until they went down the, the flank and put in that uh, that ball for Benzema to score. Um, but, yeah, after, after Madrid was up 2-0, it looked pretty bad for Barca, not until the second half. And then prior to the second half, Messi had that had the, that that, oh, that uh, the, corner. the corner that almost went in. It was the almost like a goal Olympico, but you know, unfortunately, it came off the post. But it was so close. That would be nice. Yeah, it would have been nice. But but uh, you know, second half, Barca played a lot better. Um, Madrid sat back a bit more at that point. You know, being up two 0 and then out of nowhere, Mingesa. <laughs> Ends up scoring for us. Yeah, I was like, at anyone, Mingesa yeah. scores, and yeah. he came from literally right back, just right, right in the middle, and just taps it right. in the corner. I was like, what? I was sized. Yeah, I mean, I was sized. I was like, <laughs> hey, we got one back. Let's keep it going. And after that goal, I think it started churning, and yeah. you started seeing them. Oh yeah, put a lot more pressure on Madrid. Right, they just couldn't finish. Yeah, like Benbele couldn't finish anything. Yeah, Benbele couldn't finish. Griezmann couldn't finish, uh, and then yikes, you know. Off the crossbar, literally with the last shot of the game, just so yeah, unlucky. So unlucky. Again, um, Ter Stegen was trying to get one. Ter Stegen probably his shot probably would have gone on it frame. It would have gone if in. Trincao wasn't in his way. Exactly. And then it comes back to his left foot whips, and then Jordi Alba just kicks over the bar. Yeah, but, we're, but it was just like what can you do? it just shows that Barca we need just a striker, yeah. just a striker that you know Dembele. He's he's good. He's yeah, yeah. He's he's a good he's a good he's a winger. But he's not like a nine. Yeah, like we can't rely. Nine. Yeah, we can't rely on Messi playing right behind him and playing him through balls. Because you know, imagine if there was like a Erling Haaland, you know, an actual striker with pace playing in Dembélé's position, and Messi right behind him. Oh my gosh! You know how many goals they both would score? It'd be ridiculous. It'd be insane. But um, but yeah, I agree. We can't just rely on Dembélé as a, as a winger to play up top and try to try to make those runs. Because sometimes the runs he makes, you know. Obviously, he's not a striker, so it doesn't make any sense. And when he tries to play some collective play, his touches are a bit off as well. But, you know, I agree 100%. Barca needs to, to get a number nine, whether that's Aguero, who they can get for free, or if they let some players go and, and find some money to, to, to purchase someone. Um, Barca definitely needs a, a true striker, and I think that would definitely help out with this young squad as well. Um, but, yeah, very unlucky for Barca to, to at least not get a tie in this game. I think they at least deserve that. But then the weather conditions weren't helping. Yeah, that was... Like a freaking monsoon out there. It, it was terrible. so bad. Yeah. I would have been... If I would have played in that, I would have been like, yo, I'm... Oh, it's freezing. It was so bad. Yeah. Putting was... a game like that on the long go, oh, it was the worst. It's, <laughs> it's literally the worst because yeah. you can't see. You're freaking the balls the, freaking the, skipping everywhere. You're freezing. You know, Messi had to, had to change his jersey because poor guy was shivering. That's how cold it was, you know? 
Yeah, it's just and, uh, not the best condition. Right, and after watching that, you know, I'm thinking Messi probably won't go to the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, because he, <laughs> he's gonna have to live with that every right. every winner. Yeah, every winner. Winner. yeah. <laughs> this is probably a good test for him to stay. You know, he's like, hey man, I'm thinking uh, I can I can survive this in 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 the Prem. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, not gonna lie, it doesn't really affect it, it doesn't really affect either team. I think it's good for both teams. Not gonna lie, because Barcelona is still at sixty-five. We're still two points behind Atleti, but we're, it's one point. It's one now, point, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's one pointer. Oh no, I think you're I think, right. it's, I think yeah, it's Atletico and they tied. Madrid are tied. Yeah, so points. it's so it's just one point. It's one point, so it doesn't really affect Barca that much, right? But I think it's just a win out throughout right, the rest exactly. of the season. You have to, like we have to win out every single game right. for the rest of the season. The way that I see it, you know, it's it's not in Barca's hands anymore. It's depending. It has. It depends on Atletico's. Oh, sorry, you're right. Uh, Barca is two points behind Atletico. Atletico's in first with 67. Madrid's in second with 66, and Barca's in third with 65. So, it's it's still a tight gap. You know, any given day, depending on the other results, Barca, Barca can be in first. So, but again, in my opinion, it's not in their hands. It depends on you know Atletico dropping points, which they could once they face Barca in May. Um, you know, and Madrid's gonna have to drop points as well. And it, you know, they, they, they looked like he was limping off this game. Lucas Vasquez also picked up a knock. He might be out for some time as well. So you know, things are looking worse for Madrid. And the more they're, I think, the more they're alive in the Champions League, it is also gonna determine their, you know, their fatigue and and how things are gonna go for them in La Liga. Um, so. It's it's possible for either Madrid or, or Barca, even Atletico, to win this league. It's it's wide open, man. It is wide open. It would have been better for them to get get this win because it would have been in first with only having to focus on Bilbao this weekend and then you know the rest of La Liga. But now it's it's not in their hands, so we'll we'll, uh, we'll see what happens yeah. with them. We'll see, we'll see on that. But speaking about Atletico Madrid, uh, they play Betis this weekend, yeah. and I'm pretty sure someone got this game right because it was one one. Yeah, I think it was might have been your dad. Actually. Yeah, I think my dad. Yeah, got I think because I wanted Betis to win, but now I'm glad they tied. Yeah, they, yeah, they tied one <laughs> one, and yeah, not gonna lie, it. I don't know what was going on with Real Madrid, but they actually looked pretty, you know, good on the attack. Yeah, even without bad. Suarez or right. Marcus Llorente, they actually looked good right. on the attack for once. Like they actually, like, their first goal, the goal they, the only goal they scored. Um, Carrasco, he looked fantastic. Lincoln oh, played yeah. with Correa. That was so nice. And then yeah. just bangs it. I was like, yo, that's a nice goal. I had the little fake shot, which had the the, the goal, uh, the defender sliding. Mm-hmm. And he just easy little tap. Exactly. And I thought it was lovely, wonderful, you know. Just a smart player. Just so composed in, in the box. Um, a lot of times players are just strike that. And sometimes they miss. But, you know, just very composed finish by Carrasco. And then the finish that Chris Santeo had for Betis was mm-hmm. a lovely finish. Uh, Moreno played a, played, a ball, played a ball into the box. Off the volley with his instep, just put it, you know, to the to the side of the goalkeeper, and you know, lovely finish. And you know what surprised me? I had no clue Claudio Bravo was at Real Madrid. <laughs> Seriously, I was like, is Claudio? He's like Bravo. I was like, is that Claudio Bravo? Me too. I, I was, was like, like, I was like, as I remember, he was he was second to Ederson at Man City. I was like, when when did he when did he get let go? But uh, but he played a fantastic game as well. I thought him and Oblak played really well, mm-hmm. and the reason and Claudio Bravo Claudio Bravo was the reason why Atletico Madrid did not win this game either. Yeah, because you know. Betis actually was the better team in the second half, in my opinion. Yeah, they had a lot of clearer chances. Um, All Black had a couple of saves, but they, you know, they weren't. Betis wasn't as clinical as it should have been 
in, in you know, they were playing an extra pass or taking an extra touch when they should have just taken a touch and shoot or shoot it, you know, first time. And then within, like, the last, like, I think it was the last five, ten minutes, Claudio Bravo made, like, two or three important saves that could have given Atletico the win, but glad they wouldn't. They yeah, didn't they got it. because, uh, you know, they, they end up drawing and it keeps the... Uh, the Liga race wide open still. Yeah, so. that's true. Hey, not going to lie. Yeah, so um, in the second half, Betis, they played a lot of counter. That's why yeah. I noticed. They, Atletico Madrid was trying to, you know, penetrate Betis, and they just, you know, Betis just got the ball counter. Right. That's why I noticed. I was like, they played like Chelsea. They looked like Chelsea, right, Atletico exactly. Madrid. 100%. They were just absorbing their stuff and then just countering them. And well, Like Madrid-Barca. Madrid-Barca, same thing. <laughs> Something similar to that, you know. Yeah. But, you know, that's what I noticed a lot in the second half is that they could have been, it was a lot of, there was like 3v1s, 3v2s, yeah, exactly. and I was like, you should be scoring this. Like, you could have won this game 3-1 right. easily. Right. But, you know, they obviously didn't finish. And, you know, I was like, you know, what's what's the only doing? You know, yeah. you know teams, are, you have to score. Yeah. So, you know teams are going to sit back at you yeah. and do the same thing, you know, something that you were prolific at back in the day. You know, sitting back, absorbing pressure, and doing a quick counter. Now teams are doing that to you. Right. So it's like, what you gonna do right. when that's gonna happen? I don't think he's found the answer for that yet. Yeah, I agree. I think he's uh, cause it's a new style of play for him as well. He's been trying out for the last couple of years. I hope he can get it down. But uh, but yeah, I feel like his style of play. You know, we've known this. He's been at Madrid for at least ten years, and you know, like you said, they all just counter or just sit back and counter. And I feel like he's trying to find that formula. As to as to you know how to attack more with this team, but you know it's it's just not it's just not a uh, showing right now. So I don't know if he'll get it down. I don't know if Atletico will give him enough chance, especially if they, or I don't know if Madrid will give him enough you know enough time to figure it out, especially if they don't win this year, knowing that they were thirteen points clear of both Madrid and Barca. So I don't know. I don't know if his time's running up or not, but they definitely could have won this game. Um, and Betis, you know, Betis is definitely a team that's trying to at least get into that fifth spot into Europa League because it looks like Champions League is way too far for them. I don't remember if it's like eight or nine points that they're behind uh, um, Sevilla. So they're definitely trying to get that fifth place spot with, uh, you know, who else is in there is uh, Villarreal, Sociedad, was, you know, the three teams contending for that fifth place mm-hmm. spot. So, you know, those are three teams that w- whether they play against Barca, Madrid, or, uh, or Atletico, they're definitely going to give them a hard time because, you know, they're trying to get as much points as possible to get into that fifth place. So, Betis is always a team that is going to give you a hard time. So, yeah. you know, can't blame Atletico Madrid too much because these are both teams that are fighting for something right now. So, we knew it was going to be in, in, in an open game. But uh, luckily, they have great goalies. <laughs> yeah, well, that, uh, yeah, great that goalies. Can, even, though Con- even though Cotter Bravo was, you know, he's a little out of his prime. Oh, yeah, for sure. But he's still pretty good. You know, but, you know, it looks like La Liga is more of his league. I always thought so as well. He was when he was at Sociedad, he played well. That's what led him up to to being at Barca, and then he was just getting hammered at Man City. And then you know, watching this game, at least it looked like vintage Claudio Bravo. You know, so he's uh, he's definitely up there. But you know, but goalies can last a while. You know, you just, you know think of Oliver Kahn, Peter yeah, Schenk, guys like that. Look at Buffon. Look at Buffon. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> Buffon. He's like what forty two. He's still going. Man, he's got grandkids and he's still playing in the literally. In the I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, so onto the final game, which was Celta Vigo versus Sevilla. Man, what a crazy game! I know, Sevilla, Celta Vigo scoring three goals in the first half. Yeah, and I was like, what? I was like, what? Right. What's Sevilla doing? Right, right. I was like, not gonna lie, the last goal that Celta Vigo scored oh, was so nice. Yo, it. Denis Suarez passed. Yeah. To, I was like, 
Yeah. And then you just chipped it over. I was like, oh. a little dink over the goalie. Little dink. That was nice. Literally, Acuna was not expecting that. At all. Oh yeah, he was just ball watching. I was yeah. like, oh, that was filthy. Because I think it was Yago Aspas was right in front of him, mm-hmm. and uh, he acted as if he was gonna take a touch, but he just played the dummy, and then the player ended up, you know, controlling with the outside of his butt. Took two nice touches, um, and just you know chipped the keeper. So yeah, I was. You know, this game was so wide open. Yeah, it I was like, Bono. yeah, Bono freaking making Bono got chipped. Yeah, he got chipped. He got chipped pretty hard. But yeah, it was a lovely finish, though. Yeah, it was a lovely finish. Um, yeah, not gonna lie, it was just goal fest. It, it really was, just, was. Like I feel like every shot that was taken on target was a goal, pretty much. <laughs> and then um, towards the end, when uh, what was it? A cor- it was a set piece, and uh, Bonham tried to make a save, and it was just like a scramble, and then the Celtic Vigo player just like clashed into racketage. He like whacked oh, him. Oh yeah, and yeah. He was like trying to call for a penalty. Yeah, he was trying to call for a PK. And I was like, dude. <laughs> He, like, I watched it, and he literally just max racket it. Yeah. And I was like, what? Right. I was like, how is that a PK? He kicked him, like, right, yeah, he kicked him, like, right in the Achilles, and racket is, like, on the ground, right? Yeah, and the, the dude was on the ground, too. I was yeah. like, what? So, bro, you clearly kicked the hell out of him. What are you yeah. appealing for a PK for? Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, and then racket ends up getting the the tying goal with this one. It was uh, a ball that, I forget, was, I think, uh, I forget who played it to who, but Lucas Ocampos is right there trying to get a touch on it. Comes out the South Vigo player. And it's literally Rakitic and the goal from like the six. And just so composed, this like quick little pass to the far post. It was funny because, you know, Rakitic is such a slow jogger as well. So his lead up to the goal, he was trying to get to the ball, was the funniest thing. It was like in slow motion, but uh, he ends up tucking it away. And then Papu Gomez, Papu Gomez, who just came into the game, gets the fourth goal, the winner. And uh, lovely finish. He got, yeah, he got a little bit of... He got lucky because, like... Yeah, the defender should have definitely done better with that, yeah, but yeah. he tried, I think, pass out the back, then it hit off Papu Gomez's leg, which is... That was basically, like, his first touch. Let him straight to goal, and he mm-hmm. took an extra touch, and with the inside of his left foot... Just, yeah, I was wondering what the keeper was doing, because the keeper was, like, he was laying... He was, like, on the ground, and then, like, yeah. it was literally over his hand. And yeah. I was like, you could have just stood up and right. caught it. I think he was, like, trying to anticipate where he was going, just like how, you know, um, Neuer did with Mbappe's goal in the Champions League. I think it was something similar like that, but then when he realized the ball was going the other way... It was literally the slowest shot, in my opinion. Yeah, it would look slow. I was yeah. like, you could have saved that. Yeah, but he was too much to one side that it was so hard for him to get to the other side and react. But, you know, it was a great finish, I guess. Uh, and it ended up uh, sealing the, the win for for Sevilla. Yeah, yeah freaking uh, Fernando. <laughs> Fernando. Fernando, for, yeah. Oh, the, the deflection. The, the deflection <laughs> I was like, yo, that was a massive deflection. Yeah. He literally, it was going towards, like, um, the goalie's the right. Goalie's right <laughs> and it literally went over. I was like, right. Wow, that yeah, was jeez, so but yeah, yeah, and then yeah, had a counter goal. Right, that was that nice. was that was nice. That was a Denny Suarez assist also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Denny Suarez had two assists. Yeah, 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 he played good. Yeah, he played well. Yeah, former Barca boy, but former Barca boy, yeah, couldn't make it there, but yeah, sadly, <laughs> sadly, let's just say that wasn't a good signing. But. Yeah, it wasn't that that year of signings with him, Andre Gomez, Luca Dean. Only one that was positive out of that one was Umtiti, pretty much, who now is a flat for Barca, <laughs> but that year was weird. But anyways. Uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a great it was a it was a thrilling game. You know, I thought Celta did everything right in the first half, and the second half, you know, they it was like a, it was like a West Ham performance. You know, yep. they won the first, and then the second half they forgot what the hell they were doing. Pretty much, and then Sevilla was just there to capitalize and were able to get the job done. So, so good for them. Yeah, good for them. They're solid and pretty much stamping yeah. their place in, in fourth, fourth place. So, again. you know, it's good for them. So, yeah, it's gonna make it. You know, obviously the top three in the league is jumbled up so right. that's going to be the main focal point for the rest of the season is where is the top three going to end yeah. up it's going to be the, it's like a, it's funny it's like a it's like a race for the for the for the title then a race for fifth 
You yeah. know, all those teams are like, I think two of them have, are tied with points. I think it's Betis and uh, Sociedad. And then Villarreal is just one point behind both of them. So. Yeah, and then Sevilla is just a solid team in the middle. They're exactly. Like, you're like, we're just here. You're like saved for Champions League, but not contending for the, the title anymore. Exactly. So, as exactly. long as they, you know, don't lose any games and can, and, you know, don't lose any games and don't drop points, they, they should be safe. Yeah, they should be safe. But that it is for the league this week. Now onto the Serie A, which was absolutely mad. So <laughs> all seven, there's seven teams fighting for three, four spots. Right. Uh, Inter, they're just in first place. They want this weekend. They're just right. ch- doing their yeah, thing. Yeah, they're doing their thing. They're doing their thing. But literally second through fifth, right. there's seven teams fighting for each spot. And it is right. getting neck and neck. It's going to be very intense. It's going to be very intense. So going on the first game, we have Parma versus Milan. AC Milan winning this game 3-1. to one. Zlatan Ibrahimovic getting a red card this yeah. game. And Parma literally, as soon as he got the red card, scoring directly after right. that. So it was like, oh, yeah, no. Like, oh, is Zlatan going to blow it for them again? You yeah, know? and you're like, oh, my God. Is Milan going to drop points again? Right. You know, and, you know, go to third. And you're like, exactly. oh, my God. But thankfully, they were able to secure the win and yeah. all that. And um, no, uh, Rambich's first goal was, was lovely. Yeah, oh, what nice a banger to the top corner. Ebra with the assist as yeah, well. Yeah. And then Kessie actually scoring not a PK this time. Yeah, Kessie's goal was nice too. It was a nice little play. And then... Uh, yeah, and the first half you're like, okay, yeah, Milan, comfortable. Yeah. comfortable. And then as soon as... I don't know what Ebert did. Did he say something to the ref? Yeah. I assume he said something to the ref that got him mad and just gave him a straight ref. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, like, what? Like, that's a little controversy because like... What could have you done? Right. To so get I looked it into it, and um, it was it was something. It was it, it seems more of a misunderstanding than anything. Um, from the translation, the only foul word that was in there was the was the word "damn." Excuse my language, I guess. But uh, <laughs> but that was the only only I guess foul word that he said to the ref, right? But I, I the ref must have heard something different. Um, and Ibra, you know, and AC are definitely going to appeal this and try to get that you know taken away so you, you know because it's straight red you know you're going to miss the next match so um, so they're definitely looking to appeal it but you know you're thinking before, when you're watching the game it's like Adi bro you got a you got a red card you're how old almost 40 and it's like bro you're not a teenager anymore you know you're not you're not in your early 20s you have to be more composed more disciplined and you know obviously you can say something but you know don't be cussing out the ref but apparently it's just a misunderstanding so and, and the crazy thing was when Ibra got sent off too, he didn't really complain too much. Mm-hmm. He tried saying something, but it seemed like, bro, just get off the pitch. So he like turns around and walks away. And then, you know, that's when the uh, Pioli spoke to Ibra after the match. And was like, what did you say? And he said, you know, something very minor. And then, you know, that's when uh, they, they, they're going to come out and try to appeal this record. But, but yeah, very good win for uh, Milan, who was struggling at the end, you know. Uh, Parma was placing or were you know placing a lot of pressure on them, trying to make the game difficult, trying to come back and, and secure a point at least. And then Rafael Lau, like in stoppage time, ends up securing the win for them, three one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Milan Hearts are probably Yeah, Pablo probably suffering this game. Yeah, but Pablo <laughs> felt really good about this one. Big boy Pablo. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> you felt so very nice. He was yeah. like oh, I like, thank God. They thank God we didn't have to lose. Again, right? You know, we're actually a decent team. We're not. Very <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're still in second. Thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yeah, he but definitely wanted them to win, but of course, least, I'm sure he wants to secure a Champions League spot at least. Exactly. Exactly. But on to I, well, the team that we talk about. I feel like we talk about the most which is Juventus because we always talk right. talking about controversy in Juventus, right. and Juventus is the king of controversies. <laughs> but 
They beat uh, Genoa 3-1. Um, yeah, they look good. They actually look really good. They made really any mistakes this game. Um, they only allowed a goal off a set piece. Um, yeah. yeah, not gonna lie, that dude was humongous. So I was oh, like, yeah. he was huge. So it was just back post, easy head. I was like, yeah, you can't really do much about that. Yeah. But um, yeah, they look well. Um, Skamaka. Skamaka. Yeah, big boy Skamaka. <laughs> yeah, he, he was huge. He wasted a chance to, to make it 2-1 earlier, and then mm-hmm. he ended up getting the... Uh, oh, that was right before half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he ended up uh, wasting that chance, and then he ends up scoring the header to... At least bring the game two one, but mm-hmm. you know U.S. quality and, and their players. You yeah, Kuzevsky, Kuzevsky's goal was very nice. Oh yeah, and Cuadrado's you know silky movement on the right hand side to get past the defender, and then Kuzevsky's instant finished far post. Lovely. Yeah, it was lovely. And then uh, Juve, their second goal was off a counter. Um, Kiesa's pace, bro. Kiesa, he he torched him, torched him. Fast, he is fast. Oh my gosh. But yeah, Ronaldo. I don't know what Ronaldo was doing. He freaking hit it with the outside of his foot and yeah. hit off the post. Everyone's saying it was assist. Like, come on, no one's gonna, no one's gonna assist off the post. You're gonna, you're trying to go for a goal. Everyone's like, oh, look at Ronaldo's masterclass assist. You know, he's more than just a finisher. It's like no one in the right mind when they're in front of goal is gonna hit off the hit off the post for an assist. Exactly. He literally was intending for goal. hundred percent. Literally, he was. Tapping it in. That's all he was doing. Right. But it hit off the ball, the post, went back to Murata, and Murata yeah. blasted in the corner. Yeah, we know how selfish our boy Ronaldo is. He's not looking to assist from there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but Keza, he pretty literally set oh. it up. He set it up for Ronaldo. Oh, yeah. And His was, shot got, uh, got saved, which ended up going to Ronaldo. Off the post again, but maybe he did try to assist. I don't know. Maybe he's just too good for us. Maybe he was just thinking in a whole different mind space. Yeah, he's a, he, exactly. He's evolving his game. He's like, you know what? Messi's become more of an assist. You know, a more of a passer. So uh, let me do the same thing. Let me pass it <laughs> off the post, and here you go, Marata. You know, you were struggling for goals, brother. So here you go, finish Jeez. it. But yeah, he was big first. Nah, that's, not, nah, that's, that, not that, that's definitely not what happened. He we're not a perfect real problem. But. Yeah, but <laughs> not gonna lie, I don't know why he didn't take it with the instep. Just tap it in. His left foot, right? His left foot. I don't know. Probably just a reaction or something. Probably. And then big boy Weston McKinney scoring the last one. Yes, sir. Again, what a banger! One on one with the keep and tucks it in. Yeah. Lovely goal. Love to see it. Signed for Juventus off, you know, from Schalke. So, yeah. lovely. You know, he doesn't have to play for Schalke anymore. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Schalke is definitely going to get relegated this year. Yeah, uh-huh. so, yeah. But, no, it was a good game from Juventus. You know, they actually made no mistakes. No errors, finally, for once. Hopefully they can keep it up and not make any more errors in their midfield. Yeah. But they look good. And they- he came in this game, too. Weston McKinney just came in. Um like if his first couple of touches of the game and ends up scoring so exactly so good for him yeah but good for the American youngsters the American youngsters gotta love it but yeah they played well um yeah can't say much about Juventus they just gotta keep it up yeah if they keep this up they should be good yeah it's gonna be a crazy finish in the season for Serie A that is facts but on to the final game which was in my opinion <laughs> cra- this game not gonna lie there were some crazy games at the beginning this was yeah. one of them it was Florentina versus Atalanta Atalanta winning 3-2 and there was a little bit of controversy in, you know, how they won the game. But what do you think? With the PK or uh, to be honest, yes, it was a handball. You know, but still uh, pretty soft. It was soft. And not gonna lie, Atalanta, they as soon as they you know, it was I thought it was yes, it was a handball, so technically it was PK, but it was like mm, right after you you know, right after you score a goal, you allow a PK and you're yeah. like, What? <laughs> like yeah. really? And it was just like crazy. Cause because Vlahovic ended up coming back, and, you know, Zapata had the brace in the first half. Mm-hmm. And Zapata had a brace, bro, but he's wasted a lot of chances in this game, in my opinion. He, had, he could have at least scored five, you know, if it was, if it was you know, a perfect day. You know, he definitely could have had, like, four or five goals this match. And then uh, 
then Vlahovic ended up you know getting the brace because uh, Fiorentina in the second half looked a lot better and then scoring both goals and then um, yeah my boy Chim, you know Martinez Cuarta former River Plate player I was pretty upset to see him give up the, I was pretty upset to see him give up the PK I was like oh come on man yo but, it, to uh, be honest I didn't know what they were calling I thought it was you know just like a foul I was like that's yeah. not, I was gonna call a handball and I was yeah. like oh my lord yeah. and the thing is as soon as uh, Florentina scored Atalanta would come back and they missed the wide open chance right like remember in the first school after the first goal they Florentina scored they went back they had a corner and literally the person in the back post had the ball at his feet yeah. and all he had to do was just tobo it but he misses it <laughs> block gets it blocked and you know right. they go back and score a counter and you score on you right. so you're like you it's know Florentina they could have they could have dropped this game yeah it was a good game yeah yeah it was, it was, wild. It was a good game but Atalanta could have dropped this game yeah they, and it looked like they were going to after you know Fiorentina came back and, and tied it because uh, you know Fiorentina definitely had the, the momentum on their side we're looking good in the second half, completely different to the first. And then, you know, that, that PK got called and Ilicic ends up just he almost missed. Yeah, he almost the goalkeeper, you know, his he dove to his left, but his foot, you know, made contact with the ball and then it, it skied it to like the roof of the net, so that went in. But uh but yeah, yeah, they they could have, you know, if Atalanta dropped this game, they could have, you know, that could have damaged their chances again into the oh, top five. Definitely. And, that's you know in this race you gotta take every point you get yeah and they were up 2-0 so yeah it doesn't yeah. have to be pretty you just have to make sure you know you, you definitely get the three points yeah you gotta make sure you get them three points but yeah it was just a good game and cheers out to Lanta. and the Serie A is just keep getting better and better yeah. I swear this <laughs> I swear in Liga is top three in the Prem it's you know it's, five it's, similar to it's, this, it's yeah. like five four five it's like you know the same as uh, the Serie A, but in the Serie A, it's two through five, yeah. and you're like, what is going on? Because right. like, and anything can happen, and it's just crazy. Yeah, and they're all good teams, you know. They're given day. Anyone can upset anyone, so it's it's, it's pretty crazy. But um, but yeah, Serie A is definitely gonna, it's definitely that league that's gonna be interesting to the very end, as as well as the Prem and even the Liga, but for for different reasons. So. <laughs> Yeah. I love this time of year. We love this time of year. It's gonna be. We're gonna give y'all the good content and all that. So be prepared. But we're talking about the last, the main event, the predictions for the Champions League. The champion. It's back <laughs> once again. Quarterfinals. You know, semifinals right around the corner. Right around it's the corner, boy. lovely to see it. So today we have two big games. Massive, games. massive games. So we have Woo. first the biggest. Out of all the four games, we have PSG versus Bayern Munich. You gotta PSG give me with a, first. Okay, PSG with a 3-2 aggregate. You know, they're playing in Paris. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you have... Um, is Nabry... Uh, is, Serge, is Serge Nabry confirmed to play this game? Nabry's confirmed. I don't... I'm not even sure. I think he might be. I know Lewandowski's still out. Yeah, Lewandowski's still out. He's going to be out for a while. Yeah. Um, Nabry may be a possibility. So, it's pretty much the same lineups as last as time. Last time. Yeah. So... P- obviously we know what Paris PSG is going to do they're going to sit same thing pretty much what they did with Barca they're going to sit back absorb absorb and then send Mbappe Neymar Di Maria yeah. and all their attacking force Icardi up front they're going to you know obviously try and get a couple goals as they did it you know um, in, a, in Germany so I think Bayern they're going to make some slight adjustments I don't think they're going to start Boateng you know in the starting line but I think they're going to have I don't know who they're going to start in the lineup. I think they might have... They put on, on Sule and how he's feeling. Yeah, Sule. 
maybe Sule, but obviously Sule is not the fastest center back. Yeah. But you need obviously you need Alaba back. They're gonna have Alaba back there. But in my opinion, I see Paris. I think it's gonna be like a tie. I think it's gonna be one one. Okay. Something small, but I think PSG is gonna absorb all Bayern's press and Bayern. They're gonna have a lot of shots. It's gonna look like the last game, but I think Paris PSG is gonna get them on the counter. Yeah. One, like one real quick. And then be like, okay, you got to score, you know, two to beat us. So, yeah, I yeah. can never see that happening too. But uh, what was your score? Uh, so I said one one. One one. One one PSG. <laughs> one one PSG advances to I'm the semifinals. Say, I'm gonna say the opposite. <laughs> I believe in this Bayern team a little bit too much, you know. Obviously, but you did pick Bayern to go I on. I picked Bayern to go on, so I'm gonna stick with it. You know, I think the weather definitely played a part last game. Well, I don't know if it really did, but obviously, you know. Weather conditions always affect the game and how it turns out, but I don't know. I just think Bayern is such a, it's a much better team, you know. And I, obviously, they're both teams have to make adjustments given what they saw um, in the first leg. You know, Bayern had way too many chances, and and Navas was definitely on his game. So if Navas hadn't been on his game, this PSG would have gotten embarrassed, hundred percent. Um, I still think Navas is going to be in his game, but I don't know. I just think Bayern's too good. They have too you know too much confidence as well. They have a lot of players that are, you know like Kimmich, um, you know Sane is looking decent. Coman's looking all right. I think they need more out of those guys as well, especially since Lewandowski's not playing um, to help out Chupamoting. You know, you got Thomas Müller who's an incredible player, so much experience. So um, I might go with the two. I'm gonna keep it simple. I'm going with the two nil Bayern win. They turn it around in Paris. Another. Huh? Ooh, advance. Yeah. I'm going to say Bayern is going to advance. And PSG is still going to, you know, they're going to be they're gonna be knocked out. And they're still going to be struggling to get that uh, that uh, Champions League title. So. Ooh, okay. Okay. I see you. All right. <laughs> so on to the next game. We got Chelsea versus Porto. Porto. So we got Chelsea with an aggregate of 2-0. They're playing at Stamford Bridge. Tell me what you got. Are they playing in Seville? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Is it this game that's in Seville? Maybe I don't know. Um, they might be playing in some neutral site, but you know. Yeah, this one's yeah, this one's the one that's in the neutral site. You know? Yeah, so neutral they're, site. They're playing this one at Ramon Sanchez B. Juan. They're playing in Seville. Well, San Diego Stadium. Well, technically Chelsea. Technically home. Chelsea's home. home. Technically, yeah, but it's the neutral zone. Yeah, you know, so because of COVID and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But tell me how this game's gonna turn out. Uh, I don't think Porto's gonna turn it around. Mm. I think uh, I think Chelsea's gonna advance. I'm gonna say a two-one a, a win. Okay, there you I go. feel you. I feel you. So, I think, yeah, I I agree on that. I think Child Porto's luck is gone far enough. Yeah. And I think even though my dad might not think otherwise, <laughs> I think Porto, their luck's run out. Chelsea, obviously, they, you know, they're doing well. So I think Chelsea's gonna win this game. I'd say it's gonna be like a two-nil. I think Porto's gonna go all out attack. They're gonna. Obviously, they have to go all outside. They can't play reserve because you have to score at least three to beat them to advance, at least two to go to overtime. overtime yeah. So you have to, you know, go all out. Yeah. And I think Chelsea, they're going to, you know, obviously play counter. So and we saw what happened with Atletico Madrid. Right. So I think it's going to be like a 2-0. That's yeah. what I said. I think Porto is a more organized team than Atletico Madrid, um, at least in terms of how they high press and, and – you know how they're able to attack when they expand the field. Um, I just, I just think Chelsea is a bit too good at the moment, and I think Chelsea is going to be able to absorb that pressure. And like you said, counter, you know, players like Werner, 
you know, they might play ZX's game, Pulisic, players like that. They have so much space. I think they'll be able to get the job done and uh, advance to the semis. I agree on that. I agree on that. So, on to tomorrow's game. We have Liverpool versus Real Madrid at Liverpool. So, we have a 3-1 aggregate to Madrid. So, just confirmed, Lucas Vasquez is out Yeah. with... Um, uh, injury yeah. that he got on the weekend. Costco. Uh, so you have Ramos still out. Varane, he's still out. Yeah. So you have, you know, your your depth isn't, you know, as deep as you want it. Carvajal yeah. is still not playing. Valverde, so. I think, got a knock, but he should be fine. Yeah, so you don't have that much depth in this Real Madrid lineup. Like, who's going to start it right back? I couldn't. Sola, maybe? <laughs> Working solo, man. I haven't seen that man play since he played at Bayern. <laughs> he played last. We played in the classic zone. Barely, barely, barely. <laughs> like for the last couple minutes, I yeah, yeah. But he should have just said that Sociedad. He was great there. Yeah, but I, that's how I saw that man play was again was when he was playing at Bayern. And yeah, he got torched <laughs> every time. So, um, yeah. So tell me how this game's gonna turn out in your opinion. You know, obviously, you know we're Barca fans, but I don't. I just don't have any faith in the Liverpool team. I hope they can prove me wrong. But, you know, my predictions for this leg also was for Madrid to advance. Um, we saw it in the first leg. Liverpool literally got in their own way, and things look a lot better when Thiago was on the pitch instead of Naby Keita. So, you know, if if they have if Klopp picks up the right personnel for this game, then it could make a difference. But at the same time, Kabak and Phillips, you know, are not going to be able to hold off, you know, Benzema, Vinicius, and whoever, you know, else they want to put up there with them. Um, I can see this game being like a 1-1 draw, nothing too crazy. Um, but I, I still predict well, Madrid advancing in this game. Yeah, I feel you. Um, yeah, since I picked Liverpool to advance in this round because I didn't want Real Madrid to <laughs> advance, um, sort of regretting that decision right now. <laughs> but I'm going to sit by my guns. Um, well, I have to because that's what my bracket said. All right. But, yeah, I say... Um, yeah, not gonna lie, I don't trust their defense, Liverpool's defense at all. Kabak and Phillips, they're not, you know, they can't handle top class strikers like Benzema and all that. But yeah. I think they'll understand. I think the Liverpool players will understand that they need this win. Like, right. they need this win. Like, it's not like, and it's at home. So they really need this win to prove everyone wrong. Be like, we can, you know, we're not just, you know, good in the prem you know and all that this is not an off season this isn't this and isn't that i think they just need a game in which they can prove to everyone and i think this is a game that you have to prove to everyone that we're not just this type of team like we can beat a real madrid like we can beat this team so i'm gonna go with a 2-0 liverpool win just because wow why not and plus if you know their right back is you know if Trent plays well, if Trent, if Trent <laughs> plays well, and Mane plays well, if Salah plays well, and Jota plays well, I think they can cause a little bit of trouble yeah. to Real Madrid. I just I? think mentally they're in, in different places. You know, you know Liverpool on the weekend just barely beat Fulham with the Trent, you know, Trent goal in the 90th minute. You know, that's a that's a different game. Madrid just came back from beating Barcelona, their you know bitter rival, two one. I just think. I just think Madrid's a better team, yeah. and they're in a better they're in a better point this season as well than Liverpool, who, as we know, have been have been struggling all year. Um, and you know, it, 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 they're in different places too. You know, Liverpool is trying to get back into 
the race to get into the Champions League, and Madrid is contending for La Liga. So I think mentally and 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 how they're playing, they're just two, two on two, two different spectrums. Yeah, two different spectrums. Am so, I? Yeah, not gonna lie, I would have picked Real Madrid, but based on my bracket, I went with Liverpool. <laughs> so right. don't hate me for my judgment. All I right. know the two different, you know, how they're playing all that. So deep down, you know, Madrid. I know Madrid will advance, but, <laughs> but based basically. on my bracket, I need Liverpool to win. And, and you never know. You never know. You never know. But onto the final game. We have Dortmund versus Manchester this City. One. We have Man City with a 2-1 aggregate, and they're playing in Dortmund. Germany. In Germany. In yeah. Germany. So, let's see. Last game, Man City just couldn't finish their chances. Right. They had bulk of the possession. Dortmund was just playing counter once again. But, you know, they can't rule them out. Dortmund had chances. They could have won this game. Ruben Diaz got bodied. He did get bodied by big, big, big boy Erlen Holland. So, and, you know, Holland, he's... We obviously know how dangerous Holland is. Oh, We've been talking about him this entire season. He's so dangerous and all that. And he's playing at home. We saw what he did against Bayern. Yeah. Scored two in the first, you know, five minutes. So, but I still think Man City's going to, you know, wake up. They're going to be like, yo, we just lost Leeds 2-1. This ain't, you know, we have to step it up. Right. And I think, and obviously they're going to have their starters out. So, in my opinion, I think Man City will win this game. I think it's going to be like 2-0. Same as um, Borussia Mönchengladbach when they played in Germany. Yeah. And, you know, they're familiar because they played in Germany last time. So, I think, you know, a little bit of, you know, understanding. Yeah. I hear that. Um yeah, like you said, they couldn't finish the chances in the the first leg of this game, and then they couldn't finish their chances either over the weekend against Leeds when they picked up the when they picked up the loss. Um, but I, this game is gonna be it's gonna be good, you know, with Royce, Haaland, you know, players of, 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 of you know that caliber are definitely gonna make this interesting, and you know, their defense has been Dortmund's letdown this year. And that's how you know they end up going with the two-one win in the in the dying minutes of uh, of the first leg. Um, this game could literally go either way, in my opinion. But also based on my bracket and and who I chose to win and who I think the better team is currently, I'm gonna go with the Man City win as well. Um, did you say two 0 I said two 0 Two 0 I go with another two-one win, uh, four-two on aggregate. Man City advances. So we both have. So I have Liverpool. So based on my bracket, it's gonna be Liverpool, Chelsea. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain, Man City. And your back, it would be Bayern Munich, oh, yeah. Man City, Real Madrid, Chelsea. Correct. Wow, what a bracket. What a bracket. But a ne- literally, then the semifinals are going to be fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, those are our predictions for yes, the Champions sir. League this week. And that concludes this episode. Well, yeah, it's been a fantastic episode. Um, yeah, got to talk about La Liga, Serie A, Prem, El Clasico. Got to talk about the Champions League. You know, it was really fun talking about all that and I gotta do it with my bro so yeah, gotta love it but Chris always a, pleasure. always a pleasure so any final words you wanna say to the people uh, yeah I hope my bracket looks better than yours <laughs> the end of t- uh, tomorrow so <laughs> I think um, all both of our brackets are wishing they look good right tomorrow so. yeah yeah but uh any final words no just the same as usual KTP baby KTP baby we love y'all stay safe and peace peace out <laughs>